Are we there yet? I really, really have to pee. Mom, she's on my side of the seat. That's not fair. She's hogging all the seat. Are we there yet? Mm, my stomach hurts. Are we there yet? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Are We There Yet? The family podcast for adults. People who make other people very angry. I'm going to save the story what for a later day. are you angered? I'm going to save the story for another day, but how mad did I make people on our little trip the other day, you think? It depends on what side of the fence you're on, because I was rather happy. But the other bystanders, how angry were they? They were pretty angry. Pretty fucking angry. Here's a tip. I got mine, bitches. Anyway, this episode number 739, Wilding. I think I'm about to tell some people not to come home. Cut it out. I think I'm about to say, you know what? Just fucking stay. It has been very quiet here. I'll just tell them, just stay. We, you don't want to be here, and I don't want you here either. Stop. So we'll all be happier, right? No, that's not true. If they want to call us, where can they call us? They can call our Google line at 214-267-9899. Unless you're one of my daughters. Don't fucking call. Email. show at gmail.com. So we'll, we'll just get down to it. Thing one lately has been on this big kick where she's super cool. Right, she can do whatever she wants. She's all grown. Mm-hmm. She bought a car, so now she's mm-hmm. taking a big summer road trip. Mm-hmm. Despite that fact that I told her this was the dumbest possible time to take a road trip in a car that you've never taken in a yeah, long time. Yeah, but it was now or never kind of thing. And the school's going to be starting soon. Yeah, she could have waited till winter break or something. Would have well, been it would have been safer. Want to. Right, you're right. But it's always a good idea during the height of the worst heat wave in history. Right, to go somewhere cooler. To, to drive somewhere in a car that you've never driven well, when it's this hot before. But, you know, if she were to travel during the winter, she could be faced with possible snowstorms, possible, ice, all that kind of crap. Possible, but less likely than the certainty well, of soul-crushing heat that could have destroyed her and her car. We could have been seeing vultures. Because I told her before, if you travel now, I cannot come get you if something goes wrong. So, right. good luck. Well, good luck with that. She's fine. So she decided to take a trip back to the ancestral homeland. Yes. Now, what I find most interesting about this trip to the ancestral homeland, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. but she hates all of those people. She more than once has flat out said that she hates my mom. Right? I don't don't think it's uh, an all-encompassing hatred. I think she doesn't like some of the things she does or says. Okay. But she decided that she had to make this trip back to the homeland Mm -hmm. to see people that she really doesn't even know. She likes the idea of a large family because the boy has large family gatherings and we don't. Or we do, but we don't participate. Well, but there's a reason for that. (laughs) I understand that. But having lived apart from them her entire life and only seeing them pretty much on special occasions, she really wanted to see what that was like well and i i guess i'm of two minds about it right because you and i somehow are both hated by our families and it started before we started hating back you know what i'm saying like somewhere along the line you and i became black sheep of the family despite the fact that we really never did anything wrong which i think is the big problem right we never had to call on our parents for help and as a result they hate us well we did once but then everybody was so nasty about well, it. That... We needed help buying a car one time. And to be clear, I needed to borrow $1,500, which I told them I would pay back. 
in which I paid back and they got so pissy about it that I paid them back way early. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yes. They were like, uh, we know that you, we agreed to let you pay us $150 a month, but can you pay us a little more? And I said, here, I'll just fucking pay you back. I just needed help for a little bit. Clearly it's too much trouble for you. Suck my dick. Take my money. Shut the fuck up. Right. And for, and for some reason, that was the point where my parents decided that I sucked. When I said, okay, I will, let me get, give me a week or so to get the money together and I will just pay you back. I'll just give it to you. And then they're like, well, I didn't, uh, uh. so they hate me. So I tried, I told the thing one, I said, when you go, you have to be careful because they hate me and they will try to do things to get in your head. Yep. Right. And I yes. said, and I said, I just want you to be aware. I'm not trying to tell you that you can't be nice to them or whatever, but I'm trying to tell you they will do things that are not nice. And I've seen my mom do it before. So, you know. Okay, so she has this big plan to take the trip with the boy. Because they were both kind of itching to do a road trip. Well, then thing three sort of mentioned that she would like to go see family as well. And I asked thing one if it would be all right if thing three went. And to my surprise, she agreed because she wanted her to see her family also. These two people, I was surprised. These because, two people hate each other. Thing one and thing three do not get along. Well, I think I I don't know so much that it's like a hatred as much as it is the thing one obviously has been around thing three her entire life. Right. So she knows her shenanigans. She knows her history with car sickness. Right. You know, it, it really doesn't want her to throw up the first ten minutes that she's in the car. Right. And the fact that she talks a lot, she can get bored and, you know, she didn't want her to really get in the way of their little traveling plans. Right. And the problem that I have with traveling with thing three is when she's done with something, she's done with it. And she will be full of hate and venom until you stop doing whatever she's done with. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Like if you have to drive eight hours and three hours into it, she decides she's tired of driving. If you don't turn around and start heading for home. She will be a complete twat until you arrive. Kind of. Not kind of. She will be. So I was like, okay, great. You're all going to go. I know. I was surprised. So she agreed to take her. And I, you know, went over the ground rules. And I said, you know, she's got allergies. So let's make sure that she kind of stays away. Yeah, 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 mom. I know. Well, Very protective. Yeah. And I told her, too. I said, when you, I understand that she's your sister. She's my daughter. So when you take her out of the house, you're responsible for her. And she has some issues that you have to be aware of. She can't get, if she gets stung by an animal of some sort, you need to start heading to the hospital, right? Because it's not uncommon during a family gathering for somebody in my family to get stung by a fucking yellow jacket. Yeah, I wouldn't consider it an animal. Perhaps an insect would be the problem. Whatever. If, if, if something. <laughs> is like stinging animal. Okay. Just mock me. <laughs> if something Sorry. if something stings you, stings her or bites her, you can't wait to see what's going to happen. You need right. to start going to the hospital right now because if she's she is allergic to it, we know this. She's also allergic to what else? Swimming pools, right? Yes. She is allergic red dye and to red dye, sunscreen, and yes, many things that are involved in summer. She's allergic to. And it's not that she can't participate in things. It's that you have to be careful. She has to stay out of the sun because she can't wear sunscreen. You dumbasses. Right. 
So they go. Mm-hmm. And I, I I literally told thing one, if anything happens to her, you're responsible. You are responsible for her until she gets home. So if anything happens to her, it's your ass. Right. Okay, all right, I think I can handle it. Then you know thing one's big hang up is I left home when I was eighteen and was right. out in the world making my way. And so she's gotta prove that she can do it too. She's told me that more than once. And the fact of the matter is she can't. She's Stop. A girl. She's a girl for one thing. That's not that's she's a girl for one thing. Totally and not true. Girls need boys to take care of them. Sorry. Oh my god. And if they don't have boys to take care of them, they do stupid shit. So I'm just kidding. No, she could do it, but I told her before it wasn't fun for me, and I don't want her to have to do it that way. Right, but you've brought it up numerous times, so you can't really blame her. I mainly for bring it up goal. in context with the boy because she says things like, "The boy just sat around on the couch eating white bread and playing Xbox all day." And I said, "By the time I was the boy's age, I didn't That's live at home, true. and I had a family." But look how it's starting to backfire on you. No, it's actually working to my advantage because I've decided after this trip, we'll get to talk about it at the end. So they go, they get up there. What's the first thing they fucking do? Swimming. Swimming. They went swimming. Swimming in they a pool. They were there like an hour. Right. In a pool that I know my parents don't maintain properly. For it, it could have fucking eels in it, for all I know. Okay. Your mom's excuse is that, number one, they don't use chlorine in their pool. Okay. That's what she says. Sure. And then she turns around and also says, number two, she can tell how much chlorine is in the pool by the way the water feels. Right. She just puts her hand in there now, and she can feel it. She has a point because you can tell. You and I have noticed this before. You can tell when there's too much chlorine in the water, and you can tell when there is not enough. That's true. But when you're talking about one part per million. Correct. Thing, that's pretty right. sensitive. Right. Thing. I want my hand to be a dipstick <laughs> like that. Thing three has a very narrow band of tolerance for chlorine. And despite the fact that my parents insist they don't use it, I know they're liars. So they go swimming. Nobody checks the fucking pool. Right. So, for all we know right now, Thing 3 does not have any skin. Because even if nothing, even if anything happened at all, they would not tell us. Oh, yeah. They, they would hide it until they couldn't hide it anymore. Like the time Thing 1 fell into this nasty pond, got a chunk gouged out of her leg, and they waited until midnight right, to, tell to call you, me to tell and you tell that, me that oh. maybe I should come look at it. And I had to take her to the emergency room so she could get stitches. And it's not... When Kim talks about a chunk, it's a major, it was a major puncture wound. She was missing a big plug of skin out of her leg. And my parents didn't think it was necessary to go to the hospital for eight hours. So, you know, they're dicks that way. And thing one's not going to tell us because she's being a dick that way too. Fine. So uh, we were just like, come on. You got to hold it together a little more than that. Next day, what's the next trick on the, on the books? She wants to dye her fucking hair. Well, this is thing three. Yeah. She yeah. starts texting me and she was like, can I dye my hair purple? I'm like, um, why purple? It's just a temporary dye. It'll wash out. You can't have purple hair because it's against the school right. code of dress. And it's and not going to wash starts out. in a few weeks. Right. So you're not going to have time for it to leave your hair. And the other issue is you are allergic to red dyes. There's red in purple. She's also apparently allergic to blue dye because when Thing 1 dyed her hair blue, remember that? Yes, she got hives just by smelling it. Thing 3 smelled it and her fucking face broke out in giant blistery looking hives. You're allergic to this shit. Yes. Why would you do this? Well, she's texting me this stuff and I got mad and I called and they were at my mom's house. And I was like, I don't know what this crap is. (laughs) 
about dyeing your hair, but knock it off. I'm getting tired of being ambushed with things. When you're so far away, there's nothing I can do about it. You guys are like loose cannons. Right. They're they're running wild. And I told thing one, this is what this was exactly what I was worried about. I said, you have to behave as if you're me or your mom while you're on this trip because you have your sister with you. You're not alone. You have to watch out for her. And that means you have to take care of her just the way that we would. And she clearly does not give a fuck. Yeah, everybody's getting all wrapped up and everything, getting all excited. And I was like, you're just going to have to tell her no, because I said no. Right, no. If she comes home with purple hair, oh my God. I'm if if she comes home with purple hair. That they're, then she's never going back up there well, again, because not, clear people clearly will go against my It's not even that she wishes. won't go up there, but thing, thing one is going to learn that I, yes, can still ground you. Because I will ground her until the fucking second coming. Because she's she's doing things that are putting her sister at risk, and well, she's not she thinking. She agreed about it. not to, but you yeah, know but whether somebody else steps in and picks up where that exactly. left off. That's what I'm concerned about. Well, and she's up there with a bunch of adults who are clearly just running around like a bunch of fucking hillbilly rednecks doing whatever the fuck they feel like without any regard. And they they've done this shit to us before. That's why I hate when my kids are around my mom, because we would tell them things like, you know, uh, please don't do cocaine. And my mom would be like, would you guys like some cocaine and amphetamines? I have some. I know your mom said no, but here. Because my mom's a bitch that way. Exactly. So, what? Well, and then, okay, so we're going through that. And like I said, it's it's every couple hours we're getting some kind of off-the-wall fucking request. It's like, shut up. You're stressing me out. Exactly. It's like, you're <laughs> gone. I'd like to not have to worry about what you're up to. Right. Because I was texting them, I would call them in the evenings, whatever, find out how the day went. I don't want to be constantly nagging. Right. And I, I don't want to constantly be worrying what they're up to. I really thought it was just going to be a nice kind of relaxing, quiet week with people doing their own thing. I, I am almost positive Thing 3 is going to come on with gauged ears and purple hair. And then Thing 1 decides that she's going to be especially douchey. And what's her, what's well, her new plan now? It's not douchey. I don't think it's douchey. That she all of a sudden wants to move to a different state oh, for, that, for no that apparent one, reason? About the other one. No. That she, well, she's yeah. Like, yeah. She calls gonna... me, she goes, so what do you think about me transferring to a state school up here? I was like, are you kidding are you me? About? You've been there for two days. <laughs> and now you're trying to switch. I said, well, hmm, which one? I don't know. <laughs> Why don't you do some research? How about you compare? a state school there to the state schools here and see what kind of ratings and stuff they get. Do you right. know what you're going to transfer for? No. <laughs> I said, well, then you were, you're, you'll lose your scholarships for one. Yeah, you're not going to have those. Number two, you won't have in-state tuition costs. It'll be more expensive all around. Right. So there's that. Right. Also, you're not going to you find a fucking me? job up there because, right. you know, my family, none of them have fucking decent jobs right now. Right. And I thought so, why I said to her too, I said, you know, you've got you're it's a very exciting week for you because you're not working right now. Right. You're seeing all kinds of family. Everybody's making an effort to do something fun while you're there. Uh it's all different and new. And I understand the allure of that, but come Monday, it's back to reality. You know, you can't just yeah, sit there. Right. So you have to think of the practical side. So right. if you were to move there, you know, the jobs like we were just talking about, there are not as many opportunities there as there are here. No. And we know that for a fact. Right. It's not, I'm not suggesting it would be difficult for her to find a job. I'm saying there are no jobs there. 
They don't exist. Well, and your dad even told her that flat yes. out. But it doesn't matter because they've got this romantic notion of yeah, wanting to live in the all, country. And I, I don't know. This is the whole thing. It, the only you know who wants to live in the country? People who have were always lived in the country and never left. Right? Those people, and people who were not raised in the country. Because if you're raised in the country and you move somewhere like that's really a civilized portion of the planet, you never want to go back. Because you realize, if I move back, yes, it's cheaper, right? It's cheaper to live in the sticks. But right. it's, it's cheaper to live in the sticks because there's nothing there. But then it's back to dial-up internet. Yeah. You, <laughs> That's not cool. No, you're backed up to super shitty internet. Cell phone service, maybe, right. if you're lucky. You're not going to get, you're gonna, you have to settle for direct TV, which is okay, I guess. But there's nothing to do. If you need something, you better get on the fucking internet and order it. Because if you can't buy it at Walmart, yes. you're not going to have it. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, so it's, it's frustrating. And, you know, if you don't mind living in a place that's full of nasty, evil shit, that's the thing I told you before. You need to tell your sister to drive her through the fucking meth area. And like say, down the street? Yeah, and say, look. Around the corner? In the next town? <laughs> I mean, it, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's not good. They just haven't encountered that part yet. That's the thing. I like watching Justified because, yeah, I grew up in that kind of shit. And I know also for a fact, the only way I would go back is like Raylan with a gun and a badge. Cleaning some shit up. So God help us. I mean, we've got a few more days before they come back. I don't even, I don't want to answer the phone when they call. Honestly, I'm like, what now? Honestly, at this point. Now what? If thing three decides, or thing one decides she wants to move up there, I'm just going to tell her to do it. I'm gonna tell you her really to, wouldn't have any control over that anyway. I'm just going to say, you know what, just do whatever fucking you want, but I'm washing my hands of it. And if you mm. move up there, and this is the thing she doesn't understand. Everybody, after you and I moved out and we're gone for six or seven years, everybody begged us to move back. You remember that? Yes. Oh, please. So when we said, okay, we're going to move back, and we moved back, and how many times did your mom come to our, our apartment in the year that we were back? Once. One time. One fucking time. One time my parents probably saw us two or three times came to our house two or three times we went over there more often but they never made any effort to come to our house no and when we were getting ready to leave then my mom tells me oh i i forgot you were here yeah thanks yeah fuck thanks you so, couldn't wait for me to get back and once i'm here you just forgot that and people here. might think That's that great. we're talking about we lived close to them and but you know far enough away that it was difficult you could walk Okay, it would take you half an hour if you decided to walk between the two houses. If you drove, ten minutes. So I don't know. I it it bothers me because, like I said, I know my mom's up there getting in her head, mm-hmm. telling her, "Oh, you should." But the thing is, what are they? I mean, they're just going to be miserable. You know, I don't know. I I think thing three has a few reservations. And and actually, think three had her own little agenda for going up there. Yes, she had this whole plan. I think we talked about it back at Christmas time. Your mom made a, a big deal about this special gift oh, that she was getting for thing three. This was the, this was probably the meanest thing my mom's ever done to one of my daughters. It was it was very mean because she made such a big production mm-hmm. about how much trouble she went to to get this gift and how special it was, how unique it was, and how uh, she'd given one to one of my daughter's cousins, my, my niece and my daughter. And she just loved it. She thought it was the greatest thing in the history of the universe. Right. Right. What was it, Kim? It, it was, 
it was a baby orangutan, mm-hmm. and it was painted. It was supposed to be painted, I should say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like a reborn doll, mm-hmm. so that it looked realistic and it had all the individual hairs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in it or whatever. It was not very well done for one thing. It was hideous and horrifying. And then dressed in like a little pink baby right. onesie outfit. It, no one liked it. Really and, spooky looking. And everybody was a super little super creepy. A little bit afraid of it. Yes. <laughs> it's a little it's really weird looking. And if you wondered if you like wandered into the room and forgot about it and saw it in the chair, you'd be like, what the fuck is ooh, ooh. Exactly. Crazy, crazy orangutan doll. So it stayed under the Christmas tree until the Christmas tree was no longer there. It stayed in the Christmas tree way in the back, covered up by the Christmas tree skirt. Mm -hmm. And then it got banished underneath a chair in the living room, like way off in the corner. Right. Where nobody noticed it for a while. And finally I was like, you know, that thing's got to (laughs) go. That doesn't need to be out here. Nobody needs to see that. Right. And so I made her take it to her room where she promptly buried it somewhere in her closet. In a she very deep, dark corner of Yeah, the so <laughs> she was taking this trip as an opportunity to stealthily return baby orangutan. Right. She was just going to take it and leave it in the room that they've dedicated for grandkids, toys, right. playroom. Right. It's got to- a bunch of toys. And kind and of shit. banish it to the closet there because who knows how long it would be before somebody actually went in the closet to look for it. Right. Nobody would, nobody would, if you didn't know to look for it, you wouldn't. You'd right. never use it. So she was just going to leave it there. Well, she, she was up there for about an hour before she realizes that she forgot her. So okay. she was not happy. Right. Well, come day two of her being up there, she's in the playroom with said cousin. Right. And she was looking around. All of a sudden, out of the corner of her eye, she sees baby orangutan. <laughs> In the closet. Oh, crap. It's hunting me. Yes. And she's flipping out. And she's like, oh, how did it get here? <laughs> and it turns out that other cousin indeed did not enjoy having baby orangutan and did precisely the same thing. <laughs> and snuck it back and ditched snuck it. Snuck it back into the house. That's so, nice. That's nice. <laughs> I think it was hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> both of them were rejected. <laughs> but it would have been perfect because... There would have been two of them in there, and they would have lived happily ever after. (laughs) So there's a lesson for you: no baby orangutans. Nobody, nobody wants that. Well, the whole the whole baby reborn shit, all that stuff. It's it's the uncanny valley problem. It's too close to real, but it's still weird looking, and nobody. Right. It's disturbing. We don't like it. You instinctively look at it and go, "I'm gonna have to kill that." I don't approve. I do think it's funny that my mom has finally come complete circle and turned into her mom, though. Me joy. Because remember there was that whole thing about my mom's mom? Remember that? Yeah. Where all of a sudden out of the blue, my mom's mom started calling me because her and my yes. mom were having a big fight. My yes. mom was like, you're not allowed to talk to her. Right. And now she's doing the same thing to my kid that my grandma did to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You think I should just call her and say, here's the deal. I need you to stop talking to my kid. You're giving them weird know. fucking thoughts. It is weird. It's a fine, fine line. It's really not a fine line, though. It kind of is, because they like your dad. Dad's yeah, but you that. know, I get along better with my dad than I do with my mom now, but I long ago reconciled my fact that my dad has sealed his own fate by not being enough man oh, to straighten true. my mom out. That's true. You know, because if you, acted like my, if you acted like my mom did, either you would stop or we wouldn't be married. Yeah. I know. You know? 
I do. And, and once all the kids got out of the house, I'm surprised you're just going to go, I'm done with your crazy ass. I got to go. I'm going to go try to get some semblance of a life again. But whatever. I think it's interesting. I'll be curious to see how it all shakes out. But if thing one comes home acting who tarted about where she went, I'm going to say, go back. Get in the fucking car and go back. Well, and, like and I said, I don't think you really have control over that. No, I'm going to make her go back. Oh, I see. She comes back being dumb about it. I'm going to go get in the fucking car and go back. If you like it so much, go back. Because anything is fun for a week. That's true. And I was trying to explain to her that, you know, it won't be like that after a couple of weeks. It, you know, she had a little bit of a taste of it, too, because she needed a new battery for her right. phone. Right. And had to drive an hour and a half to get one. Yeah. That's not fun. Move out of the small towns, people. All right, Kim. Ready for some news? Yep. And maybe it's not all small towns. Maybe it's just our particular kid-touching, meth-addled, right. dope-smoking, kid-beating, wife-abusing, no-job-having, dirt-farming, piece-of-shit, hillbilly, redneck, motherfucking hellhole that we grew oh. up in. Wow. Love it that much. You don't know until you get outside of it how shitty it is. Yeah. You know? Well, I had a pretty good house growing up. My daddy only hit me with a stick. He didn't let my uncles fuck me in the mouth or nothing, so that was pretty good. Fucking hell, Billy's getting in my kids. <laughs> nice how you picked the story to go just with the... I'm good. Okay. Transient meth head Kirk Wise probably made more money than you did last year, and he didn't even have a job. Wise, 45, is a professional copper thief who steals copper wire to support his $100 a day meth habit. He's pretty good at it, too, according to Wise. He's netted nearly $100,000 since January of 2010 by selling the copper to scrap metal recycling businesses. Now, don't you think? And I... Well, he's not very smart because he's confessed to... <laughs> he got caught. Stealing... Oh, okay. He got caught because finally, one of these places that he sold $100,000 worth of copper to went, uh, where are you getting all this copper, meth head? You know what I'm saying? And now, look, he scored himself uh, free uh, food and right. housing. Yeah. And, and he'll get off meth. But I, I should tell thing one, this guy could be your neighbor. Move back. Go, go ahead. Exactly. See, see how you like it. One, exactly. one day you won't have power and you go out, there'll be a pack of meth heads stealing the copper out of your fucking telephone pole. What now? That's <sighs> awful. I mean, $100 a day. I mean, I can't, I don't <sighs> even know what that is as far as the, the quantity of meth that he was using. Uh, yeah. I, you know what? I don't, I'm not up on the current street value of meth, but mm -hmm. I have to, I have to believe it's one of the cheaper drugs that you're doing. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So $100 a day. That's a lot of fucking meth. That's like teeth cracking it's a good, lot right? Of, it's a lot of meth. <laughs> You're not ever sleeping again. You know? I, I would say that a dose of meth is probably $5. So that's, that's 20 shots of meth a day. Whatever you do. Smoke it. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what you're doing with it. It will. You can't be right, though. You can't be. Well, okay, so if he's all hopped up on meth, he had lots of time on his hands right. to steal the copper, right? It's kind of like a self-fulfilling cycle. I need more meth so I can stay awake, so I can get the copper, so I can buy more meth. Yeah, well, it's like, yeah, it's like all drug addiction. It's all like that. It's all how I, I have to have the drugs so I can be okay, so I can steal stuff to get more drugs to be okay. You know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Drug addicts suck.
Yeah, so, okay, so he stole or made $100,000 in a year, and he's got nothing to show for it. Well, he, he was high for he a spent year. All, I know, but oh, you have well. nothing concrete. Yeah, that's the problem when you're a drug addict. A lot Money doesn't last very long. If you don't spend it on drugs, you're spending it on fucking Doritos and shit. Or losing it, you know? Right. Or somebody's stealing it from you. Yeah, exactly. Buying drugs for your friends because you're with. dumb. Yeah. Not good. Next story. Police in Idaho said they advised a man not to wear his bunny suit in public after neighbors complained about him scaring the children. The officers spoke to multiple neighbors who said they had been disturbed by Falkingham wearing the suit. They said sometimes he wears a tutu over the costume. Police said Falkingham was advised not to wear the suit in public. He told officers he enjoys wearing the bunny suit, but understands the concerns of his neighbors. Okay, I have to see this bunny suit. Is it like a fluffy, sweet bunny suit? Or is it like yeah. one of those no, demented-looking no, 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 ones no, no. with the evil no, face? They had a little picture of it. It's not like Donnie Darko bunny or anything. It's just a little white rabbit, like Easter bunny. But, you know, if there's a dude in your neighborhood hopping around in an Easter bunny costume, that's not so cool. It's not Easter, dude. <laughs> okay, well, we watched uh, a My Strange Addiction where somebody was a furry and mm-hmm. wore the various furry costumes everywhere they went. And, mm-hmm. you know, much to the chagrin of family members who pleaded with them to, can you please not wear that to so-and-so's christening? Because it's kind of embarrassing. You know, I don't, I, I don't need a blue kitty cat. Yeah, if you're going to wear your ridiculous Six Flags costume, don't come. And I don't think that's an unreasonable request. I think of all the types of fandom, right? And I'm including Princess Leia Slave Girl costume wearing fandom. Mm-hmm. I'm including cross-dressing cosplay fandom. I'm including all brands of fandom. Furries are the ones I hate. There's something. It's because they take it kind of to the nth degree. It's because they take it, something that's supposed to be. Daily it's supposed to be sweet, right? Little little fluffy bunnies are supposed to be sweet, and now you're turning them into weird animal porn fetish stuff, and I don't like it. And you're weird, and I don't have to. I shouldn't have to say you're you're normal because you're not. Okay, well, would it be better if he was walking around completely nude? Yes. It would not. Yes, you know why? Because if he's completely nude, the cops won't come say stop it. The cops will come and pick his ass to fucking jail. Oh, okay, that's true too. So okay, but here's my thing. My thing. He's not wearing something that's offensive. No. He's not doing anything. No. He, it's not like he's standing there in his bunny costume, jacking off in his front yard, right? Creeping people out. He's not right. stalking anybody. Right. He's just wearing the costume. Right. Creepily. <laughs> Creepily. You don't, what does that you mean? Because he's standing there he's just a grown staring fucking man with his hands straight down around, to his sides, just staring vacantly. Because he's a grown fucking man creeping around the neighborhood, peeking out from behind trees and over bushes and fences and shit, freaking people out. Kids have a very good sense for this, right? And if they see a fluffy bunny and go, well, that's fucking weird and it's making me scared, there's a reason. Well, that's kind of true. But kids are afraid of Santa Claus. Yeah. yeah, at the mall. Yeah, right, you know why? They're afraid of the Easter Bunny at the mall, but I got to admit, a lot of the Easter okay. Bunnies are really spooky looking. And most of the, the Santa Clauses, other than the fancy Santa Clauses, are half-drunk, creepy, lechery old people That's, who are willing to true. let kids sit in their lap and pee on them for $5 an hour. Maybe this guy was delightful. 
Maybe he is silently rubbing himself against the inside of his suit while he watches your kids tricycle down the street. Okay. Is that all right now? Uh, I got to assume it's not a hundred degrees in Idaho because that would really suck to be having a whole furry suit. Right. And you know, it probably started off like he's hopping around the bunny suit and people are like, well, that's weird. And then one day he showed up in the tutu and people are like, well, it's too far now. That was the one step too far. It's like uh, Bugs Bunny's dressing up like a girl. Too far. Too far. I don't know. I, I just think the whole that whole thing is weird. I, I think that whole subculture is so strange. And it touches on so many taboos, right? Because it's like the little kid thing. It's the fucking animal thing. It, it's, it, stop it. Stop it. Speaking of My Strange Addiction, did you see what the season finale of My Strange Addiction is? I did not. A woman who eats her husband's ashes. Oh, snap. <laughs> okay, that's one of those things that eventually you have no choice but to cease and desist, correct? Well, eventually it'll be gone. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's not like the people right. who consume a, a ton of rocks a year. Right. Somebody who can just go out and buy uh, 96 count rolls of toilet paper. And just keep doing it over and over. Right. Right. Yeah, there's know. a definite end to right. that. But then what is she? Then she'll probably start doing something else weird, you know? Yeah, she'll substitute it. Then she'll Yikes. kill people, burn them, and eat them. Oh, man. That's my strange addiction show. It's, it's oddly I addictive. I can't do it anymore. I can't. I, the one, well, I watch it every once in a while when you, it's on and I can watch part mm-hmm. of it, but I can't watch a whole episode. I can't watch any of Hoarders anymore. Hoarders just makes me so bone deep sad. Well, you just don't like it because a lot of times nothing gets resolved but that's kind of no the problem fix. with my strange addiction yeah it People never gets really fixed. don't it doesn't cover from whatever well, issue yeah. was yeah the one you're watching Very the rarely. Day, what do you do i take baths and bleach oh i know that's uh, awful. okay it's bad for you it makes your eyes fucking burn and i they were totally downplaying her something because she's like well sometimes it makes my eyes burn sometimes it makes my sting tingle you are sitting your vagina in bleach i can't imagine that doesn't make you scream in pain at some point I'm guessing she has no STDs. Yeah, shit's clean. Mm-hmm. Super clean. Scorched down to the fucking pubic bone. But you, you watch them and they're like, well, I went to the doctor and the doctor said, that's going to kill you. And I said, eh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's how they all end. Okay. The one of them you were watching where the chick smelled gasoline. She was huffing gas every yes. fucking day. She did it for like 30 years. Yes. And the doctor goes, that's eventually going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And so she goes, he does a bunch of tests and he goes, well, you're in surprisingly good shape. And she goes, cool. Why should I fucking quit? I know. Not the thing <laughs> to tell her. How about you find something? Yeah. Find something wrong. He's like, ah, well, actually you look pretty good. But here's the thing with that too. That lady too, they were going about it all wrong. Cause they were saying, uh, you, you should stop huffing gas. What they should have said, you should stop being high all day and night. Because that's what she was doing. Ridiculous. I can't watch those shows. They're just too much human misery. Next story. Sunland Park, New Mexico, Mayor Martin Resendez says he was drunk when he signed nine contracts with a California company that is now suing the city for $1 million. Albuquerque Journal reports Thursday that Resendez acknowledged during a deposition that he had been drinking for several hours with executives of the architectural design firm Synthesis and didn't know what he was signing. The lawsuit claims the company is owed $1 million for work performed under the contracts. The city contends the contracts were not valid because they were not approved by the city council. I think he should be held personally responsible for the $1 million. <laughs> they should just go, all right, well, you need to pay him. Huh? 
You need to pay him. <laughs> you can't be a dumbass roaming around drunk signing papers. But you know the thing is, if he can prove that he was drunk, that shit's not. It's done. It's not going to stand up in court. It'll get bounced. I don't know. And how it would prove that. Well, here's how they'll prove it. They'll go to the bar where he was, where he was having meetings with these people, because supposedly he was at some place with them getting drinking while he was signing papers, right? And say, how much did he have to drink? And some waitress is going to go, well, he drank about a fucking gallon of rum. And they're like, okay, well, he's drunk. And businesses do this shit. You know, they'll take people out and get them fucking hammered and try to convince them to do well, shit. that's true. I mean, they will. It's not a, it's not a big fucking surprise. But I put the story in here because it was the second story in about a month of a mayor going on a fucking bender. Yep. Probably more common than you would like to acknowledge. I guess. I guess. If you I, think about it right now, I think being a a mayor is a, a very stressful job. It's one of those things that you probably start out thinking that it's kind of a cakewalk. It's all fun and games, and you're like, holy mm-hmm. shit. All the fringe <laughs> benefits that you're going to get from yeah. it. And then, you know, the economy tanks. Right. Everybody's looking People at People yeah. start getting a little up in arms, and they're looking for somebody to blame. And yeah. Suddenly, it's like, not so much fun anymore. Like if you're the mayor of London. <laughs> Right. Bummer. <laughs> do they have mayors there? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Where the crap is hitting the fan and there's really not a whole lot for you to do except a couple shots of. Yes, but aren't you a little bit annoyed that it's like the authorities in London did not see this coming? Like they are legitimately shocked about all the rioting. How long ago did you and I mm-hmm. were we talking about this shit? It's like, okay, you've got teenagers that are willing to come to the car with the crown prince and his horse-faced girlfriend and rock it back and forth, okay? They're mad. <laughs> They're mad that you're taking away their jobs. They're mad that you're taking away their education. They're mad that you're fucking them in the ass every time they turn around. You need to nip this in the bud somehow before it gets out of hand. And all that kettling and shit every time somebody would protest and the next thing you know you see that ridiculous kettling stuff and then somebody gets killed and now it's on yeah there's a tipping point yeah and they it's like they can't see it come the, the, thing, like the thing that makes me mad is it's been six months it's been obvious it was about to boil over and they made no effort to defuse the situation so i think it's gonna happen here i think it's gonna happen here and i don't think it's gonna be teenagers could be right so we'll see i'm a little freaked out right now to be honest i'm feeling like i did when i was a little kid do you remember what it was like to live under the threat of a nuclear war yes okay i'm just saying when they made us watch the day and what was it the day after right it's very you and i were at the very tail end of that it's generation terrifying. right but we're at the very end of that generation so if yes. you're younger than we are you have no idea what we're talking about and if you're too much older than us you really don't know what we're talking about either when I grew up, I went to bed at night, fairly certain I was not going to wake up in the morning. That at some point in the night, the bombs would fall, and that would be it. And then they, you're right, every once in a while they would roll out a TV special and go, this is what it's going to be like when the bombs fall. You'd be like, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> Could you stop telling me that? That's what I feel like right now. I'm getting that same kind of, there's nothing I can do about it and something bad is coming feeling. Yeah, and you can get under your desk at school to avoid shrapnel or whatever oh was supposed God. to happen. As if that would shield you from a nuclear the one, the, fallout. The thing that I didn't like is we had those tunnels 
and you'd have to go down the tunnels. So I was like, I don't want to be down in these creepy ass tunnels when the bombs fall because this is where I'll die. Because you, you're not, I'm not going to be able to get out. How will I get out of here? Right, What's it's the, creepy <laughs> and it leaks, and there's only a bare light bulb to light the place. Exactly, and there's all Living. kinds of fucking steam pipes and shit. You're like, I'm going to get burned, and it's going to. I don't want to be here. But yeah, that's what I feel like now. I feel like the, there's a, just doom coming, and there's absolutely nothing I can do about it. Which is why I've decided that I'm going to step up my hobo fucking. Yes. I'm going to try to get all the ones I haven't got to yet. I'm going to try to get to them before the end. So I'm going to need some Viagra. Are you getting any other stories over there? No. This is kind of a supersized one. Yeah, you let it go a little bit long. We just wouldn't shut the right. We owe people. We're kind of slacking. I hate editing these long ones. Sorry. You're going to do this one. Hey, you can do it now because you have a new MacBook. Look at that. I, no, I don't. You do too? No. Did you have it before yesterday? Well, no. Oh, no, you do. All right, they want to call us, we're going to call us. They can call our Google line at 214-267-9899. Email. show at gmail.com. Don't forget you can call or you can uh, vote for us on Podcast Alley. Leave us a review on iTunes. Juice on BlueRay.com. All right, Kim. We're not there yet. Hi, this is Thing One. Thanks for listening to my parents' podcast. Why not take a second to review their show at TalkShoe.com? And I'm Thing Two. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the feed at www.arewetheryetpodcast.com. This is Thing 3, signing off for all of us at Are We There Yet? Vote for us at podcastalley.com.